Good evening, fellow Star Wars nerds. This is Austin, your host of Outer Rim News, the podcast. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and that's my partner. Woo-hoo. Just, just, just like the Pillsbury Doughboy in yeah. the background. Just woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, it's the week of uh, May the eighth. So May the eighth be with you. <laughs> um, isn't that the saying? Something like that. Uh, May the May the seventh. This could be that too. May the May the seventh fare thee well. Something like that. Yeah, I've heard. Of, I've, you know. I like May the. Everybody's got their own. I made the thirteenth be with you. I like that. The bad luck involved with it. There we go. There we go. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, man. Oh man, what a week. <laughs> what a month. How's your week going? Oh. How's your How's your life? Uh, it's going okay. Not Not too bad. I mean, I just got over. I think a small bug. But I think I'm doing yeah. better now. <laughs> it's going around, but it better not get to me. Man, I'll tell you, I feel like I've just been running around like crazy. We've been going on, like going to Alabama and going to all these places. And um, like I went to, uh, so it was a second in Charles in Alabama. Mm-hmm. And I just like raided their Star Wars stuff. And they didn't really have too much, but man, they had some really cool uh, Star Wars Legos. Like they had the Tan of Four. Blockade Runner. Ooh, cool. It was huge. <laughs> huge. They had it in a glass case. And can't even remember now how much it was. I know I have it in like a picture, but I, I'm pretty sure it was over a thousand, if if not. Um, I mean, I could be I could be greatly exaggerating, but I'm pretty sure this thing was, yeah, it, well, no, it was $599.95. But that's still a lot of money for a Lego set. Wow. And it was and it was huge, well, so that was yeah. exciting. Well, they, the thing, the worst thing, like it's the good thing about Legos, but it's the it's also like it's the best thing and the worst thing because mm-hmm. if you manage to get them while you know when they first come out, you know you can you can maybe wait. It, it's always a weird weird game of like waiting for it because if you wait too long, you know it's going to get the discontinued, and that's when the price does shoot up. But, you know, if you wait just long enough before it happens, you know, you will eventually see some small drops in prices. Like, you know, I think mm-hmm. even with the Millennium Falcon, you know, that you and I have from Episode 7, um, that started out, what was it, 150 I think when it first Yeah, it was like on, 149 yeah, I think, w- in, in like local Walmart. Yeah. And then... And so I would wait, yeah. Yeah, we wait. Yeah, if you waited, like, because I think it's still not discontinued. I don't think it's discontinued yet. It might have been with Solo coming up. It may be, because I've, I've checked now, and it's like, I think, over $200 okay, for yeah, it this, in, yeah. in certain places and, and then, stuff. Yeah, that makes sense so, then. But, uh, I, so we got mine right before it ended. Yeah. So, before it, yeah, before it popped. And I got mine, I think I got mine from my birthday and yeah it i think that was when it was around the 120 mark so i uh, if you yeah if you're if you play the waiting game just you got to keep your eye on it and you also got to kind of also check online a lot too because that'll they'll let you know on the lego site if it's getting discontinued or not soon and you can make your yeah. choice but right no i dude uh, i think the worst and me we've talked about this before but the <laughs> biggest regret was they had it was a, at our walmart before it was the ghost <laughs> Oh man, it was fifty bucks. It was like fifty, fifty dollars, man. And I was like, Oh, I can't get it right now. Let me come back in a week and I'll get it. And it was gone when I went back. Mm-hmm. And I was so ill, dude. I'm just like, Oh, I'm never gonna find that again. And sure enough, like you can't get it for less than like probably I mean if you get it already built, it's probably not as much, but 
I think I looked and it was probably north of two hundred dollars, something like that. Yeah. On eBay, so I'm just like, oh, you know. Well, what's crazy but, is that uh, you know how like that set's made for two ships. You know, you can you can have the ghost, but if you buy the phantom, you know, you can actually mm-hmm. place it onto it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, actually, you know, I wanted to check this when I heard it was coming out, but the phantom too, you know, that comes with like Kanan and Thrawn and uh, I think it's a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, that also fits on the back of it as well. Oh wow! Yeah, I was I was curious about. That. I was like, I That's wonder really if they're cool. gonna keep that kind of like how it works in the show. You know, does it does it also fit as well? And then, yeah, sure enough, it fits. Yeah, see, that's really cool. That, I like how they have that that kind of attention to detail yeah. that they would leave that open for that. That's that's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, yeah, just it was so weird. I was hoping I would find some awesome little hidden gems, mm-hmm. being that it's in a different state. But eh, I felt like it was it was okay. It was <laughs> I've probably gotten better uh, finds at like Augusta, mm-hmm. you know, stuff local. But um, but no, it was still interesting. I mean, they had a they had a really big turn out like a big they had a lot of uh a lot of stuff out and it was i think it was free comic book day when i went so there was Ooh. a crowd there was a lot of people in there <laughs> and uh so yeah that, that was pretty much my weekend was driving and and <laughs> driving <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um still recovering from that but so i know we were talking about this and we're wanting to kind of experiment and maybe maybe try a new um idea on the on the podcast Basically, I think um, we talked about um, talk about basically telling a, a history of certain aspects of the Star Wars universe. Um, in this particular instance, I think we would like to kind of go across uh, the history of the clone troopers, kind of into what we eventually get with stormtroopers, and uh, I don't know, just kind of see where the see where it goes. See if we can either be educated or educate some. Folk. We're gonna Ken Burns it. What would you think? Gonna, Ken Burns it, exactly. We we'll just Burns it's gonna be away. five five hour Epic. pieces. You are gonna love it. <laughs> you you definitely will not fall. <laughs> you asleep. have to. If you don't, then you're not you're not hip enough. <laughs> so everybody's like, Oh yeah, it was great. I listened to all uh, fifteen hours of it. Eh. <laughs> I'm a champ. I buy Criterion Blu ray. <laughs> hey man now. That Criterion Blu ray ain't nothing to fuss at. Listen, that's what I'm saying, man. I can't even say anything because I've I've got so many. Oh man, I'm surprised they haven't done like Star Wars Criterion. But anyways, so how do you want to start this? Uh, well, I mean, we could. Where, where where do we want the story to begin? Well, if we start where you know, if we want to start at the beginning of the beginning, we have to start with Sifo-Dyas. Um Aha, so, yeah. So. Who is Master Sifo? One of the fam- most famous non-scene like, like non-characters in the in the Star Wars movie universe. Master Sifo. It's so funny. He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I wanted to know so much about this particular character, Sifo Dyas, when you find out about him in Revenge of the Sith, and it's just it's crazy how how much of an impact he had, and we we never see we him. never even knew. Yeah, we didn't see him until I think. Or not? I mean, not. I think I said Revenge of the Sith. I meant Attack of the Clones. Yeah, well, Attack of the Clones. But uh, well, the thing. Yeah, you're yeah. just kind of like wow. And the thing was, originally, I believe, uh, you know, George Lucas set that up um, along with uh, the whole idea of you know Camino missing by somebody purging it from the Jedi archives. 
I think that was something he was intending to explore in Revenge of the Sith, but he kind of abandoned it, and that was later uh, taken up in the Clone Wars. Um, yeah, and yeah. seeing what's funny is I, I read something about that um, initial idea with Sifo-Dyas. His name was actually going to be pronounced a little bit differently, and if you look at it even, I mean Sifo-Dyas, but it was like Sifo-Dyas or something like that. They were going to it was a little bit of a different spelling and pronunciation of the name, but it was basically a pseudonym for Sidious. It was going to be Palpatine's secret identity. Ah, interesting. Yeah, you get what I'm saying? So, And I felt like, and what's funny is when I heard about that, I was like, that's exactly how it, that, feel, that feels more um, organic that way, I guess is the word. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, well, that would make absolute sense if, that, if they had just kept that story. Like, okay, well, you know, not not only was Palpatine secretly a Sith Lord, but we really, like, that was his uh, his biggest meddling in terms of, of setting things into motion, you know? Uh, but but uh, in terms of what actually did happen was, so apparently he was uh, part of the Jedi Council back in the very old days before even the Battle of Naboo. And what had apparently happened with, with him was he was, I don't think it was ever specified if he was having visions or if he was just kind of, you know, taking note of the atmosphere in the galaxy. He, but he seemed to think that a big galactic war was on its way, you know, full scale and, yeah. uh, you know, a big army was needed to protect the Republic. And the council was so, like, weirded out by it that they just said, no, bye bye. You know, no more, no more use Sifo-Dyas. They kicked him off. Right. Yeah. It, it's so weird. Like, they, <laughs> I mean, they cut him off so quick. And it sounds so un, unlike, like, Yoda and Windu. Because, you know, they're, they're like the two main heads of the council. Mm-hmm. So to to just hear that the fact that somebody just goes, hey, I think we need to have some backup in case stuff goes down. They're like, oh, oh, no, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you just need, you're going to go. Here, here's a severance package. Get out of here. I'm like, wow, that's crazy how Yoda cut him off so quick, you know? Yeah, you know, whether or not he was some kind of, you know, Jedi Nostradamus or if he was, you know, if he was just kind of predicting how things were looking, you know, with how the, you know, you had the the stuff kind of coming up on Naboo with, you know, the Separatists kind of messing around with the trade stuff. Uh, right. You know, he was still freaked out, even though they kicked him off, and he didn't know what to do. So apparently, what had happened was Dooku came up to him, and this was after Dooku apparently was expelled. Well, no, no, not expelled. Um, after he had stepped down from the council, and, right? And uh, he suggested to him that he would, uh, you know, that he should actually go to the Kami- the Kaminoans under the false pretense of the uh, Galactic Senate needing an army. And, you know, get them to commission a big old clone army for them. And that's what he did. He went to Kamina, or he contacted the Kamina ones. He commissioned an army, telling them, you know, oh, yeah, the the Galactic Senate, they know all about this. They're going to make it for it. You know, they're going to pay for it all. And uh, they started, you know, work on the uh, the, the clones. Um, and that kind of ends Sifidius' involvement in the actual, you know, clone history, because... He is soon assassinated, leading, you know, that's why we hear Obi-Wan say, you know, he died over 10 years ago when the Kamina, when, what's her name, Lamassu talks to him. Right, exactly. And uh, so he was killed 
actually uh, it was a hired hit by Dooku over the moon of Obadiah. I believe that's the name. Yeah, Obadiah. Yeah, Obadiah. 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 <laughs> That's, that's that's what it's named after Obadiah. <laughs> yeah, Obadiah Springfield, or <laughs> <laughs> something like that. So, but yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, and his and you know just to prove that it wasn't like some kind of fake out, you know, they even had to bring his body to uh, uh, to Duku to prove that he was dead. So that was the end of Cypher DS. So yeah, pretty much. I mean, it, it was crazy though, like. I wonder if Sifidius was just sort of the the he was. I, I wonder if he was from the same elk as like Qui Gon, because you know how Qui Gon mm-hmm. was very practical. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he was just budding heads a lot with the Jedi Council, well, seemed- and that was why he was let go so quickly. Like maybe they always butted heads, and then this was the final straw when he stands up and says, "Hey, we need an army." Yeah. Well, it seems like they were kind of never really up for people who dissented against the consensual you know, the consenting opinion of the you know of the council itself like that's the reason mm-hmm. they never let Qui-Gon on there was because his ideas were too radical for them you know you know he he seemed yeah. like though he seemed like one of those uh Jedi who you know he I, you know if you look at the old canon you know he believed that a Jedi could you know fall in love and not fall to the dark side i believe he fell in love with some girl um and he had a watch you know, she died in, in his arms i believe but that's old canon, so that doesn't really count. But right, which they do kind of they kind of go into that route too with the Clone Wars. Yeah, with Obi Wan, um, and he was willing to leave the Jedi for uh, what was her name? Uh, oh God, was it Previsla, or am I thinking of someone else? That sounds about right. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We'll go with that. <laughs> I might be completely wrong, but um. But yeah, I mean, so they they kind of explore that route, but it's just yeah, it, it's interesting how um, you know Sifidius number one was e- easily able to like it makes you think that the Kaminoans are very gullible. Like, Either that, <laughs> like or they just, just wanted an excuse to start cloning. It's like you know, man, people don't re- we're the best at cloning. We never get we we never get to make clones. So some guy comes right, up exactly. and just says, you know, make. Make a million or so clones. Like, oh man, you you think there's a problem with this? Nah, just start making them. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's just it's it's insane that they they were just like on it. So yeah, they didn't care. They were just waiting for the trigger. But uh, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I mean this this wow. It's like this this is a big moment I, that I kind of wish was somehow explained better in the movies. Mm-hmm. But they did a good job in the books to really cover it, and then of course they finally threw in that episode in the Clone Wars mm-hmm. to in the sixth season to explain it. But um, but yeah, I mean, and the fact that Dooku was able to manipulate that situation in such a way so that you know he had the council, even though he walked away. And I wonder how long it was after he walked away from the council that this went down. Yeah, it it can't be too far because apparently he must have still you know. Uh, I think apparently he stayed maybe as a Jedi because the mission that he died during was actually it was I, it had to be I think around the Battle of Naboo because it was for Chancellor Valorum at the time. Right, and, exactly. Yeah, because yeah, Chancellor Valorum ordered ordered him out, so he, yeah, it had to be before Valorum went down. Yeah, and uh, apparently he had 
Valorum's uh, like an assistant of his or something with him. Some guy, uh, the guy's name is Silman. Yeah, and he was in the crash. They got captured. Yeah, he was he was in the crash with. Uh, he was in the crash when the uh, shuttle was shot down on the moon, and yeah, he was taken prisoner, and he eventually got killed before. Uh, you know, he got killed. I think it was like as a revelation that uh, he was behind that Dooku was behind the uh, the army. Apparently, if I remember correctly, now that's that was pretty much it. Yeah. I mean. And then, I mean, after that, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, so so Dooku, you know, or Tyrannus at that time was able to to manipulate that situation, get him killed, and but make you know not even have his fingerprints on it, and then turn around and he finds Jango Fett to uh, to be the the specimen, I guess, for the for this new army of clones that they're commissioning the Kaminoans to to start on. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering. I'm wondering how that situation goes. Like, if they just allow the the buyer to to pick the coin. give you the model, yeah. I guess is what you would say. I, I wonder if they don't just do it. You know, they's like, oh, this is what we have in the warehouse, sort of deal. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. So that I guess they they do allow you to pick your your specimen. Yeah, it's just and um, it just turns out all the clones are just like Kaminoans. It's like we don't get many people coming here to make clones, so they're just mm, we've just been right. cloning ourselves over and over. You know, this guy over here, Jeff, <laughs> he's had about twelve million of him made. <laughs> he just has fun with it these days. But, yeah. But uh, so okay. So do you? Why don't you talk a little bit about you know? I'm sure you know about this. You know how you know what happened when Jango Fett. You know he came into the picture eventually. If you want, if you want. To yeah, talk. I mean, yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, with Jango Fett, you know, he was just a he had a big reputation as the, you know, that really dangerous Mandalorian bounty hunter. Which according to to the his, I guess according to Wikipedia, <laughs> says that. Django was was looked at as a like a fake like a phony Mandalorian even though he wore the Mandalorian armor I think Mandalorians themselves were pretty much disowning yeah him. I, I think it, if I remember like from what I've read of stuff it's like it seems like it comes from the fact that he became like an assassin slash bounty hunter and they just I guess that's mm-hmm. a dishonorable profession to become as a Mandalorian mm-hmm. and <laughs> they disavow him. It kind of sounds, yeah. It really sounds like he maybe was a Mandalorian, but they excommunicated him. And, right. And they were, just made him out to be a a wuss. A like fake. made him out to be nothing. Yeah, like a, just a fake who stole their armor. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so which which is crazy, but you know he has his reputation. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming, um, you know, based off what I've read, that he, he must have pulled off what maybe. I mean, did he pull off any jobs prior with with Dooku before Dooku considered him? Like maybe Dooku was like, "Oh, I know just the guy," and it was this dude that I pay to <laughs> to take care of certain things for me. I wonder if it was a situation like that. See, they well, I mean, you know, in the old canon, there were you know a lot of stories. There was even that whole bounty hunter game that explored how he ended up you know with uh, with the uh, with the contract to be the clone model. And that, right. you know, he had, it even, you know, kind of gave the backstory to why he would want what would become Boba, you know, because the, uh, there was an Amodian character who was like his handler who would like give him missions. And mm-hmm. she, I think before she died or something, she told him, you know, you need to have a family, you know, that's what matters. And I think he supposedly took that to heart in that, in that canon, but they really haven't 
gone back into Django's past too much, you know, officially yet. Right. Right, exactly. So I'm just I'm assuming that his his reputation preceded him and then also he uh you know, he he I'm sure he must have done something for for Dooku or uh, you know, an associate. So it got him noticed and then Dooku finally goes, You're you're the perfect specimen for what I need you to do you know basically pays him to uh to be the be the the donor, you know, be the one that they clone, but also train the cloning army, the clone army, and um, so yeah, he gets he pretty much gets this cool like paid gig. I mean, he gets he gets free rent, <laughs> free cable, and he can come and go as he pleases. But he just has to, you know, just has a few uh, Tybo classes he has to direct <laughs> at uh, night school or something. And you know? what was the pay? Like, like he got a big paycheck for that contract apparently also. yeah yeah he got a lot but i don't know how much he he was paid i don't think <laughs> uh, they said did they 20 million 20 million credits i, <laughs> I would i would say that sounds fair <laughs> so, so, 20, so 20 million credits he gets yeah free housing and yeah. you know as per apparently you know per his request one unaltered clone that would mature right. at a normal rate Right, exactly, because the rest of them, they were, they, you know, that was the thing about the cloning process is they could control the aging of of the clones, and with the clone troopers, they needed to advance that aging so that they would have troopers ready, you know, in the amount of time. So, um, so yeah, they were all pretty much, ex- they had accelerated growth, but then um, Django requested that they keep one at the normal growth rate. And it would be his son. It would be his adopted son, who, of course, we all know is Boba, Boba Fett. And, um, yeah, so pretty much they spend 10 years putting, like, growing this army and, you know, him training them. And, you know, and then, of course, the plot gets unveiled in Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. And we see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Jedi start to kind of figure out the the... You know what's going on behind their backs, you know, because they, you know, this was all done in their name, but they didn't really have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so th- at that point, we have Obi Wan Kenobi who who finds out the plot. Um, you know, he even ins- it's just crazy. They even let him inspect the clones. I mean, that's <laughs> that's insane to me. Well, that that kind of goes but, back um, to what you're talking about with how gullible the Kaminoans seem to be by the whole situation. Right? It's like, you're a Jedi Master. You must be. Uh, you must be an associate of Sifo-Dyas. Uh, no, he's been dead. Oh, would you like to see these clones we've been making? Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was basically the gist of how that whole thing worked. Is like, you know, sure, yeah, okay. It was like basically it was the equivalent of going to your aunt's house, and then they just immediately go, "Can you fix? Can you help me fix a computer issue?" No. <laughs> <laughs> you look smart. Like you come in here and check it out, and then they just give you all their personal information. <laughs> You're just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is crazy. Like I mean, that's pretty much how it is. I mean, he just walks in. Hey, I'm with the Jedi. Let's uh, let's see what you got, and then they just basically show him their entire army, and uh, yeah, and then of course you know everything leads to them being captured, and then Anakin and Padme coming to rescue him, and. You know, and then they we have the big arena show out where Dooku um, tries to kill the Jedi, and you know, like in a public coliseum kind of arena, you know, and and uh, 
you know, Mace Windu and Yoda basically brought in, I would say they, they brought in a good half at least of the Jedi council mm-hmm. and the jet or the, you know, the Jedi army, um, that they put together. Mm-hmm. And thus begins what they call the clone wars because they also bring in their newly grown clones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it's, it's it, it's very crazy. I know it's a, a lot to take in. I knew when this when this first came out, I'm like, man, kids are going to have a hard time following this. There's a lot of twists here after episode one. And, and uh, you know, as we kind of go along, you know, they go through a lot of the history and stuff throughout the Clone Wars. Um, and that's when, you, you know, they start to kind of find out about the plot. Or, I mean, nobody actually finds out, but we're kind of told a little bit more about the plot involving... Order 66. Um, and the whole thing with Order 66 was um, early on in the growth cycle, Count Dooku came up to the cloners and gave them a biochip, which, or, you know, told them, you know, he had these, you know, they needed to implant these biochips in the clones. And what they would do is make them not be so much like Django, you know, which is, you know, like a rebellious, violent bounty hunter type. You know, they would just kind of follow orders, you know. You know, just kind of be good soldiers. But in truth, it was kind of just, it was like a little sleeper cell chip. You know, it was supposed to make them activate when Sidious was ready to do Order 66. And during the Clone Wars, actually, one of these chips malfunctioned. And one of the clones uh, killed a Jedi on accident because, you know, Order 66 got activated early on him. Um, That clone's name, his designation was... CT5385 his nickname was Tup and, oh, yeah. and the Jedi he killed was Jedi General Tiplar and apparently he you know he would say I think after it all happened he you know was rambling and apparently kind of gave some hints about what was going on and but they never actually figured out what had happened at least not everybody up top but apparently you know some of the other clones did kind of figure it out eventually like Rex, Wolf, and Gregor I think they kind of figured it out because they were able to get their chips out by the time we meet them again in Rebels right but uh, so that kind of that's one of the big events that happened in the Clone Wars for the troopers before we kind of move on to the big events like you know the the invasion of uh, Coruscant if you want to jump into that, you know, we can go there. Right. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much, you know, they, they fought on for God, you know, when the Clone Wars started, you know, that was because of that preemptive strike on uh, Geonosis, mm. you know, and we find out that's, that's where we found out basically that Dooku started a separatist uh, army of droids. You know, he, he banded with the trade federation to get droids mm. and all that stuff. So then we had to use the clone troopers to, to counteract that and to, to fight. And that's, that was the clone wars that went for, um, I think they said two years, right? It was, or was it three? Two to, I think they usually say the general term is like two to three years, two to three years. Yeah. yeah. I think around, we'll say three years, yeah. you know, you have of the clone wars mm-hmm. and, um, you know, during that time, they're basically just, you know, pumping out as many clones as they can. And, and, uh, you know, they have all these campaigns on different planets and they're, you know, they're running. And I think around that time, um, or over time, you know, till the, the invasion on Coruscant, it, that's when we start seeing the stormtrooper armor change a lot. If you notice, it was, it was way more, uh, God, what would the word be on the, in the attack of the clones when they first started? They were, it was way more retro because well, yeah. they were very 
Yeah, well, it was very, very, you know, it's, you know, yeah, I love how clever it is to kind of look at cl- uh, Stormtrooper armor and then go all the way right. back to the to the Clone Trooper armor. Or did I just say Clone Trooper twice? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Stormtrooper yeah. armor back to Clone Trooper. <laughs> and, uh, you, right, you can, no, you're right. And definitely. then you see that, you know, the, the, the design was based on Mandalorian and, you know, the Mandalorian helmet. And I thought that, right. that was just so brilliant you know that he makes this kind of very gradual change in the design you know from you know is ba- the clone trooper helmets are very close to the mandalorian helmet that uh the jango fett wore you know like you know it has the very you know the slit visor you know it just has the very you know the t-shape almost and mm-hmm. but it kind of evolves from there to you know by i think by the end of the clone wars you know they look very similar to you know, they look much closer to Stormtrooper armor as we know it now. Yeah, oh. pretty much. I mean, by by the time like we had the invasion on Coruscant mm-hmm. and all that, they their their design is pretty close to a Stormtrooper design. Mm-hmm. And uh, but of course, they just have different colors for different um, designations mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, then you have the the Battle of Coruscant, which it, it's tricky because um, we're not really sure what's canon yeah. anymore. <laughs> Yeah, because I think we talked about this on yeah. a previous episode where you, we all know, I mean, because there was a book that was Labyrinth of Evil, mm-hmm. which is not considered canon anymore because the, the old timeline was canceled out. But that pretty much covered the time, you know, but, you know, right before Revenge of the Sith, and it covers the invasion of Coruscant, and it's done so well. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's a big mishmash of different things happening all at once to to redirect Anakin and Obi-Wan away from Coruscant. And then they, you know, they basically straight up attack Coruscant and just so they can smuggle out the, the chancellor, you know, um, you know, it was just a, it was just a really big moment. And, um, that's when we see like the clone troopers coming out and, and that last big push, you know, and they're able to, they're able to, take it back and, and rescue uh, the Chancellor and Obi-Wan and Anakin did all that. I mean, but it's... Rescue. Rescue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rescue. <laughs> but, you know, they, I mean, you know, after the, I mean, that, all, that whole battle was basically just supposed to be a diversion to, to grab the Chancellor and all that kind of backfires when the Jedi get there in time and, mm. you know, kill Dooku and, and you know, uh, basically force the, the, the droid armies to surrender and all that good stuff and that's where we talk about with the clone wars episode um where the trooper malfunctioned and his chip inside you know and uh, basically caused the uh, the order 66 or led to that mm-hmm. um happened early yeah so i mean it's pretty it's it's pretty crazy like i think by that time there's so much has gone on behind the scenes and so many people you know with fingers in the pies you know uh palpatine was really really manipulating this to go down. Mm-hmm. And so then basically it activates the chips. Order 66 is set in. Um, and basically all the clone troopers turn on the Jedi. Yep. And there's our first stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the way that, you know, I'm, you know, they haven't been too clear on the timeline yet, uh, you know, because there's a big 19 year gap still. And I would say the closest we still get is maybe five years. So, a big 15 year gap before we start, you know, you, you know, if you jump from revenge of the Sith straight to rebels, which, you know, that's you know, five years, I believe before a uh, battle of Yavin. 
Yeah, it starts it out around starts five out, yeah. years before. So, you know, by that time, we already had just regular, normal human stormtroopers. So at some point, uh, you know, they like I said, they haven't been too clear yet. They started to slowly phase out the clones because, you know, the, the clones are clones. You know, they were, you know, they were grown. They were, their ages were accelerated. So, right. you know, they, they have a very limited, you know, lifespan, you know. And, you know, Palpatine wasn't going to take that. You know, he already has all this power. So why not just use the, you know, mountains of people that, you know, he has under his, you know, command now. And right. so he starts, you know, making, you know, having all these, you know, academies, con- you know, constructed, all, you know, and all these uh, planets that are supposedly loyal to the Empire. You know, you got, uh, you know, one planet that's in the new canon that, I, you know, I always think about now because it, you know, had an acad- um well, did it have an academy, Jalukin or Jakulin? Um, I'm, did it I, have an academy? I think it. I think that's it, a good question. I think it did have an academy, but but uh, they had to. You know, they ended up having to go to the one in uh, Coruscant, I believe. All right. But uh, but you know that was you know their way of enlisting people. Like, it doesn't seem like there was anything like. You know, drafting. It didn't seem like it. Was, I guess maybe it wasn't necessary. Or at least we don't know about any yet, or any kind of conscri- right. or any kind of you know conscription or forced uh, enlisting. Right. I'm sure there's probably a few. I'm. I'm. You know, maybe even with like some prison systems mm-hmm. that were happening around, like Coruscant or somewhere. Maybe they started recruiting from there or something, mm-hmm. um, or conditioning. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that they didn't really have to force anybody. I mean, they just started opening up. You know, I'm sure Imperial Academy started popping up on all these planets and, and or re- recruitment offices. And, it, and yeah. you know, they're they're of course using classic propaganda. You know, they because they could they could do that. They could you know they were like, we just vanquished the Jedi and we saved the galaxy. Who's with us to yeah. to make sure that never happens again? It's just like World War yeah. Two. You know, we we sweep the Nazis and now. You know who wants to join in and, and help us except, take it down and yeah. keep it keep it safe. You except, know, sort of yeah. except in this version, it would be as if Winston Churchill was actually like Hitler's leader. <laughs> that, right, that, exactly. Would, but it, but it's uh, it's crazy that uh, you know, we see it from the outside, so it's easy to make it seem like you know. You know, why would these people be so stupid? But, you know, on the surface, nobody knew about all this stuff that was actually happening, you know. No. You know, according to everybody at large, you know, the Jedi turned on everybody. You know, they turned, they tried to assassinate the Emperor. You know, they, they're, they're exactly. the bad guys. And, you know, all that's, you know, even Luke Skywalker himself, little old Luke, he was planning to go join the Academy back when he was working yeah, on the Yeah, he was going <laughs> to. He was going to be flying up in some TIE fighters and killing people, so <laughs> I mean, killing can, the stinking rebels. I can bomb womp rats. Why can't I bomb yeah. people? <laughs> but, I mean, really, it's, it, you know, and, and I and I totally get it. I mean, it you know, from the outside, from us watching these movies, we know exactly the story. But, you know, if you think about it from an outside perspective, you know, just like now, we don't know what's, what's really going on. You really don't. Mm-hmm. You just, you take... You basically put all your faith in your government mm-hmm. and hope that they're steering you in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, they're, uh, you know, as far as they know, they're, they know that they, you know, they won already. And mm-hmm. so now it's, it's time to, you know, 
keep the peace. Yeah. <laughs> and so then that's when you start building this mm-hmm. this empire. And, you know, and also, also, of course, the slave labor yeah. helped. <laughs> you know, for the people who actually knew about it, you know, I'm sure a lot of people either they refused to acknowledge it or they just didn't know it all. Because I mean, the galaxy is a big place. And you know, the great, you know, I would say a great resource to find out kind of what it was like from this perspective would be to read, you know, two books that are very, you know, empire perspective focused from people, you know, who were on the side of the empire at the time would be like Lost Stars or, uh, yeah, or a Thrawn. You know, those, you yeah, know, those do great, you know, they do a great job of making it seem like, you know, to these people, this was just like, being like any in any military you know you're just you're doing your job you know you do the boring stuff you make you know you even make some friends you know you, and some of them you know uh they have game nights where they place a bach and stuff you know stuff like that but you know but like uh you know what was it um uh, lost stars yeah thane ended up uh, he was stationed at a planet where he actually finally, you know, he never knew what was happening, but he saw the slave labor in action. And that's what kind of right. opened his eyes up to what was going on behind the scenes. And, you know, he ended up dropping out and, you know, running away. But, it, you know, some people refused to, you know, to acknowledge, you know, how evil, you know, it, it was behind the scenes. Was, you know, um, you know, Sienna, you know, even the, the you know, Sienna was a very complex character because no matter how much she found out, she would stubbornly you know stay with the Empire because you know at, it, it's, it was part of her you know her culture's tradition is you know to stay loyal to what you've committed to you know no matter what and you know, that you know it almost it almost leads to her undo you know to her death. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, <laughs> almost. Yeah, you you kind of see that. I mean, it's it's a it's a definitely a great um uh profile for, you know, just that mindset, mm-hmm. the imperial mindset was that especially with her it was stay loyal, mm-hmm. you know, stay true mm-hmm. and you know, fight for fight for the galaxy, mm-hmm. but you know, you're you're basically you know, thinking you're fighting for peace, like mm-hmm. you're fighting to stop these terrorists. I mean, when you're part of the problem, yeah. I and, mean, you know, and, yeah. I mean, remember her, uh, you know, her justification for blowing up Alderaan was, you know, she thought it was some kind of, uh, what, like an, a preemptive strike to keep the rebellion, you know, to keep the rebellion at bay, I think, or keep any rebellion. Right. It was basically like a game of chicken, but in a way, it was like. Because they were, they were. It was like it had to be. I mean, basically, she just justified it as, oh, it had to be done because it you been know worse nothing afterwards. else worked. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, it was like it would have been worse afterward if it didn't happen. You know, like right? We, we had, you know, we had to go ahead and kill so many, you know, so many people mm-hmm. to save the rest of the galaxy. Yeah. So they had to go. Yeah. Which is insane. I couldn't. <laughs> I don't see how you can justify that. And but, then, yeah, what was it like yeah. a day later? You know, the Death Star blew up. She happened to not be there, but a good friend of hers who you know who was stationed on there, she didn't. You know, she was, and she got blown up with it. So you know. In her eyes, you know, it's just like, you know, losing your friend in something. You're going to blame who's ever behind it. So that kind of just, at least for her, right. it kind of fueled her anger and loyalty, you know, her anger at the rebellion and her loyalty to the Empire. Because, you know, her friend was just killed by these people. She was just collateral right. damage. So, I mean, <laughs> the whole, you know, the, the, you know, the Empire Stormtrooper and their, you know, their officers, you know, they were... 
you know, for the most part, you know, the ones we've seen so far, they're very, you know, they were loyal, you know, most of them. Yeah, I mean, definitely, especially, I mean, the the few that that would ever descend, I'm sure that they would, even though it's not discussed, I mean, they were probably taken out, they were probably killed, you know, mm-hmm. probably executed, something something would probably happen to a lot of them that, that tried to turn mm-hmm. or tried to leave. Well, remember, like, Thane had to, you know, he had to, he had to run away, and Sienna, you know, promised not to, you know, I think, rat him out that he was running away or something like that. Or right. gave, give him a head start, basically. Yeah, she gave him a head start yeah. of a few. I think it was like what a few days or mm-hmm. something like that. Because yeah, I think like and, uh, because I think what the punishment would be really bad. I, I, was it? Would they say it was treason or something like that if he did that? Or yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. Because it wasn't like he would. You know, at the time he wasn't running away to join the rebellion. He just didn't want any part of that. So you know, it wasn't like he was saying, you know, I'm going to go be a rebel and blow these guys up. Because uh, you know, afterward, I think he was just like. Um, I think he was a smuggler for a while, just helping people get supplies before you know he got right. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I guess you should we jump forward a little bit and kind of get to you know you know the death of the empire and then you know the sparks that start toward the first order. Right. Uh you know we could, (laughs) or if you'd like, maybe we could try to end this this episode early, and then we can make that kind of a part two. Okay. And we can come back to it and, and go from the ashes of the Empire to the rise of the First Order. I'm all for it. Let's milk this. Let's milk it. Let's milk it. Let's milk it. Milk it. Yeah, you know, we're going like, to make them pay the same price, but smaller treat. Just, just not. It'll be green milk, too. So, you know. Yeah, from- exactly. They ordered an eight-ouncer, <laughs> and we just gave them a six-ounce. They didn't know. They, they don't have a scale. You get extra smirk with it. You know, you get that extra ah, face. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man. Like, I I would definitely like for us to just you know come back and and finish up that conversation mm-hmm. in a whole new episode. We'll have lots of time to to reflect on that. Maybe even touch back on some things if we that we may have missed or okay. just new things that we find out. But um, I will say I'm starting to really notice a big push in marketing for solo. Oh, so, yeah. and it's crazy. We're only a few weeks away. Um, I'm really starting to feel the hype. Like I'm getting really ready to see this. I was so disappointed this past weekend. Um, while I was in Alabama, they had the you know the Star Wars Day, May the Fourth, at um, it's now called SunTrust. They're, they're at a new park, SunTrust Park, but the Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. uh, had a Star Wars Day, and they had the the Millennium Falcon. Um, set, I guess you could have. It was like the Millennium Falcon experience, mm-hmm. so you can go there. If you just, it was free. If you had paid to go into the game, you would, you know, you could go line up and get in this, and you basically got to walk all through the interior of the Millennium Falcon, oh. sit in the cockpit and stuff like that. And dude, I couldn't be there. Oh, and there's like the first so many people got a free. I think a. Oh Lord, I don't know if it was a Lando Calrissian bobblehead or <laughs> something, but you got a. a free bobblehead was it the and i'm like was it the uh, was it the kessel run falcon or the classic falcon it looked like the kessel run falcon okay. like it had the the yellow kind of the yellow and bluish and the kind of going the on filled in middle yeah okay yeah oh okay that sounds really awesome Huh. Yeah, so it was so it was really neat. I mean, I really wish I could have gone. I mean, there was, you know, the the Georgia Star Wars Collectors Alliance, I think is what they're called. I mm-hmm. think they went and took pictures and and looked like they had a good time. But ah, uh, man, it would have been so awesome to get like an exclusive figure and a and a chance to 
sit down. If I oh man, if I could be in the cockpit, <laughs> like I've I even got at our local theater, we've got the huge solo display where you can sit down next to next. Um, I guess that's next to Chewie or next to Han. Mm-hmm. And you, yeah, you just got to basically sit in the chair and make it look like you were in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon. Oh, Have you seen any of those? No, no, not yet. I, that sounds. Yeah, they awesome. got it's just like those big theater displays. So we got them here in, in town. Oh. So I thought that was really neat. Um, have you? But yeah, I man, I just feel this big you, push, you know. Oh, I mean, have you seen the uh, <laughs> the the uh, solo solo cups? No, I have yeah. not. <laughs> they they have star- they have solo. You know, they have solo. Um, you know, marketing on solo cups right now. That is pretty awesome. That is genius marketing. I mean, well, well that's gen. That's super genius. I mean, you know, you, oh, that's that's perfect. I mean, you know, they had to do something because you know, eventually, if they didn't, somebody would have pointed it out afterwards. You know, they would have probably just put like a picture of some solo cups somewhere and said, like, now why didn't this movie ever take a ch- you know take you know take a bite out of this marketing? <laughs> right. Oh, that would yeah. So yeah, you can you can buy some cups. Solo brand with Han Solo on the front. If you want to, that's perfect. <laughs> if that makes your day, that is so perfect. Yeah, <laughs> man, uh, that's so good. But yeah, I'm I, just in a couple of weeks. I can't wait. I'm going to go. I, they haven't started IMAX tickets yet. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that's that opens up, I'm going to buy some tickets because nice. I definitely want to see an IMAX mm-hmm. at the opening night. But um, yeah, man, I think uh, I think we'll call it a night on that. Okay, and. Uh, you know, just let people know that next. I think the next podcast we'll we'll record a part two, and we'll basically start with the the downfall of the empire, and then we'll kind of walk us through that process into the, the rise order. of the first order and where we currently stand. Um, first I think order. that's I think that's gonna be fun, and I'm, I'm sure we can we can throw in some stuff that we've that we've you know we come up with mm-hmm. that we we may have missed things like that. There's no harm in that. We'll you know we'll just have a great uh, second half to type any loose ends that we can think of. But until then, just remember that you can find us at our official website at outerrimnews.com. You can also uh, speak, you know, holla at us at our various social media sites like Twitter, which is at outerrimnews, or Facebook, which is facebook.com slash outerrimnews, or you can gram us on at instagram.com slash outerrimnews. And also remember the podcast is not endorsed or supported by Disney or Lucasfilm. It's all for entertainment purposes. So all the names and sounds we use, they're all copyright and registered trademarks of Disney and their respective copyright holders. Tell that is a lot of stuff to talk about. Tell them. <laughs> you know what? Soldier boy, tell them. Yeah. And you know what? I know another idea. Let's, let's talk about Luke's milk preference for another episode. There we go. There we go. That, We're done. I, that can easily fill an episode. So everybody, mark that. It's gonna be. It's gonna happen someday. <laughs> but anyways, I'm gonna let you guys go. Peace. May the Kit Fisto be with you.